What's up, guys? This is Bradley. I wanted to tell you about a company that I really, really like, ePay Policy. They completely saved my tail on a case last week. As many of you know, I started my independent insurance agency with a lot of questions, concerns. I didn't know what I didn't know, and that proved true when I wrote my first agency build homeowner's policy. I write this policy, and the client tells me, all right, let me pay you with a credit card. I'm like, uh... How do I take a credit card payment? And guess what, guys? Square and PayPal, it's against their terms of service for you to use it for an insurance premium. God forbid somebody pay you and then you end up not getting that payment. So in came ePay policy. They completely saved the day for me, got me signed up within 24 hours. They provide the simplest solution for your agency to collect credit card and ACH payments while finally putting a stop to chasing those paper checks around. I don't want to be in the collection business. I want to be in the insurance business. With ePay policy, you pass the processing fees onto the client, keeping your bottom line intact while providing an added convenience to your clients of accepting digital payments. The page that you send the client for them to make the payment is branded and tailored to your agency. Mine has my logo. And when it comes to reconcile, their accounting dashboard keeps the process clean and simple, and they integrate with all the major management systems, including mine, at no extra cost. Look, they know how busy you and your clients are. They provide the simplest solution for your agency to collect credit card and ACH payments while finally putting a stop to chasing paper checks. There's no contract, no setup fee, no hidden costs. It takes less than five minutes to sign up, and they'll have you up and collecting digital payments within 24 hours like they did for me. Give ePay Policy a call or hit them up online at epaypolicy.com and let them know that the insurance guy sent you. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American, rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and the agency owner of Portal Insurance. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? For those of you that cannot see Scott right now, he turned his hat backwards like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in Over the Top. For those of you that are millennials as such myself and have not seen Over the Top, watch Over the Top little Sylvester Stallone. We'll put it up against any of the Rocky movies. Scott gracefully turned his hat around in the middle of that intro, and that was the moment that it kind of got kicked up a notch. So, Listen, I am fired up about our guest today. Not only do I love him, I love him for what he is as a human being, but I love him for what he's doing for the Independent Agency Channel. And I have so many people that ask me questions about him, that want to know what he's doing, that want to know where he's at with what we're going to talk about today, guys. And so our mission on this podcast is to help you agents in any way we can. This guy is changing the game, and I am excited to have him on the show. And I, I've got so much to talk to him about. I told Bradley right before we came on, I said, hey, we got to get going because I want to I spend as much time with him as we can. So without further ado, he is originally from Hinckley, Ohio. He currently resides in Broadview Heights, Ohio. He left a career as a steel fitter at the age of 28 and joined the insurance industry in 1999, working in every area of the independent agency world. In 2008, he started his own agency, Zinc, 
from less than scratch where he was the head cook and bottle washer. Today he has over 20 team members and serves 48 states with a very successful agency. In 2019, he launched Be Atomic. Neon, its first product, is a community of independent agents platforming critical functions of their agencies around the modern consumer. Guys, we're going to talk a lot about that today. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor to introduce to you for the second time on the Insurance Guys podcast, Mr. Seth Zaremba. How are you, Seth? I am stoked to be here, and I'm a huge fan of Over the Top. Like, I remember that movie. I saw your hat turn, and dude, I knew it was on till the break of dawn, right then. So I'm down. We are proud to have you here today. I have a lot of insurance agents that reach out to me, and they want to hear more about you. They want to hear about this game changer that you're creating in the insurance industry. And before we get into that today, though, let's talk a little bit about your background. Give us about five minutes of Seth Zaremba climbing in my DeLorean and talking a little bit about your time going from a a steel fitter and three surgeries later being in the independent agency world and just bring us up to today. Well, I've been in the DeLorean before, so I won't waste people's time on that piece of it. What I'll tell you is started from scratch, just like so many of the people listening, I'm gutting my way through independent agency world and just got sick and tired of things being broken and not talking and us having to solve all the problems as agents. And then when we didn't, getting ragged on. And then when we did, getting told we can't use it. And the whole game to me just seemed completely insane that we were spending all our time complaining and getting ragged on and not necessarily working with our partners, the carriers, to just fix the problem. And for a brief minute, I thought InsureTechs would come in and save the day. Their intentions have been awesome, but they don't know what we do. And maybe they know what they want to do, but they don't understand what doesn't work in the channel. And so it just became clear to me that there needed to be a maker's movement in this channel of people who actually do the stuff, fixing their own problems. We could no longer subcontract our success Along the way, I figured out that there's this whole secret economy being built on our backs around data, and that just got me ticked off. And if you know me, I'm a pretty slow roll, chill dude, but when I find out someone's got their hand in my pocket and hadn't been telling me, that's when I get fired up. And uh, that really was about four or five years ago when I started to realize that there's a billion dollar economy being built on agents. And while we're digging the holes and digging the trenches for it, we're not being compensated for it. Mm. And really, the channel is being robbed of the true partnership between independent agents and the carriers they work with and the value we could create together if we just took control of our future. So there's my DeLorean ride for you. So let's give all these agents out there a little bit of an aha moment. So the first thing we're going to talk about today, guys, is big data. I want to let Seth deep dive into that for a few minutes. But before he does that, just to give you guys a little Whitman sampler of what he's talking about relative to a billion dollar economy that's being created on your back. Tell them some of the numbers relative to what some of these carriers and some different things are purchasing that they're getting from agents and a lot of them don't even know that it's happening. Let's look at two sides of this because there are two sides of the tale. Carriers need data, right? These are billion dollar empires that are built on nothing more than information, right? And so carriers are spending hundreds of millions and billions of dollars on information that they can use, put inside their black box and and sprinkle their fairy dust on it and come out with a better understanding of the consumer. We call it a market advantage, right? So that might be a cheaper rate because we understand more. It might be a explosive or game changing coverage that nobody else figured out. 
but they're using information to build this system that we call insurance. When that insurance system works, it creates profit for them, right? So this is, this is a whole economy built on nothing else than just data. So where are they getting it from? Well, in the early years of data, they just had to buy it and, and figure out what to do with it. And even now, carriers spend millions of dollars buying third-party data sets about customers so that they can better understand it. What dawned on me was like, oh my goodness, we have the customers. Like, why are you spending that money on, on data for information that I have in my system? That just didn't make any sense to me. And then it dawned on me that the people who own the systems that we have to use have also seen that as a way to make money. And so what you have now in the marketplace is we use these systems and they're all created by people years ago. And most of them now are owned by private equity investors that want a return on their investment. Well, how, guys, how do they get a return on their investment? By taking the seat license from $26 a month to 27? Is that really how they're gonna to, to get a 10X on return? No, what they really do is they drive down the cost or hold the cost on the investment on the, on the seat license, get more people into it, and then they start collecting the data, right? That data gets taken out of it, and that data becomes made available to the third-party marketplace or to the carriers or to whoever. And all the while, we're the ones in the sweatshop making it, chained to the table, doing, punching the keys and doing that stuff. And it just dawned on me that if that's really happening, and it is, look at the, look at the companies in the channel that are for sale for not, right now. Some of these carriers were, or some of these um, vendors were bought for $2 billion like five years ago, three years ago, and now they're for sale for $6 billion. Right. They had the same amount of customers. So what happened? Well, they're starting to value that thing that we put into it. So when we use these systems, we're inputting information. That information is giving us a result, which we need to operate, but it's also an asset that's being created. And there's a market for that asset. And, and I, it, it dawned on me that we should, that that's ours, that we should own that, that that shouldn't be signed away with a contract, that we should be able to use it and, and lend it to the carriers so that they can actually make better products for us, better services for us, better pricing models for us that make us more relevant to the customer. Oh yeah, that's right, there's a customer out there. So we've got big data being sold. You come in, I believe I said 2018, 2019, you create B Atomic. Your first product is being, as we speak, you know, ground tested by 13, 14 agencies across the country. So let's talk a little bit about a, a product that most agents have heard about, but it's like hearing about, you know, this thing out there that nobody really knows a ton about, but they've heard something about it. And, and that product is neon. So, so let's get into that. And you talk about what you've built up to date and kind of where you are with it today and how it's going to assist agencies in retaining their data and possibly even creating, and I think, I think it will create, an opportunity for agents to create a second revenue stream within their agencies. Uh, actually, three revenue streams, and I can talk about those. Um, so right now we live on one. I think there's two more that are ripe for the picking. Let me preface this by saying to every agent listening, of which I am one of them, if you don't care about this stuff or data, it's okay. There are lots of great simple systems that you can bolt together with connections and you can do workflows and all sorts of processes. And you can, you, for, for low dough, you can make your agency kind of zip along. Hard to scale, kind of wonky. Any technology change puts it at jeopardy. But you know what? If you're interested in that stuff or if you think you got a, if it's a, a hobby or an interest, you can make this stuff work. But what really is the challenge is owning and collecting and having the data, seeing it, and then scaling an operation like that. 
So if you never have aspirations of getting bigger or having multiple people or multiple offices or whatever, then that's an environment that's well served. And you see tons of great solutions out there that make life simple and they do it really affordably. But if you want a Cadillac, you're going to drive with your wife to a Cadillac dealership, then you know you need a little bit of different mindset, right? Because we're not going to a Chevy dealership. If you value leather seats and heated and cooled seats and all of those features, then you got to be thinking differently and you got to be acting differently, right? And so I think of Neon as that Cadillac. If you value all of the things I just talked about, but you want to scale and grow, you want to own your data, and you want to participate in this billion-dollar data economy, then you need systems to do it. And so very simply, Neon platforms your agency. Imagine just getting rid of all of your technology, get rid of your AMS, get rid of your email, get rid of your phone system, get rid of all of the, the, the bells and whistles that connect stuff through Zapier and back and forth and all that stuff. Imagine that you just got rid of all that and you had one platform that did it all. And whenever you did anything in that platform, anybody could see it. And everything aggregated to the middle so that as a business owner, you can see everything that's happening. If you're a producer, you can see where leads are coming from. You can work your leads. You can turn them over to service. If you're in service, you can see what marketing is doing and what sales is doing. And if you're interested in trying to predict the future and use intelligence models, now everybody can participate that. So by platforming your agency, you now own everything that happens. It's visible to everybody and you can see it however you want to see it. You might ask why that's important. Well, here's what's happened while you were sleeping. The customer platformed about 10, 11 years ago when they got a cell phone. They platformed on one of two things, Apple or Google, right? The carriers over the last few years have platformed as well. They've bought these big billion-dollar systems that run their whole company, or they're doubling down on their proprietary system that allows them to see everything in their organization. So look what's happening, guys. The customer platformed. The carriers have platformed. And for the agents who can't connect in the middle, who can't connect those two platforms together, they will go over us, they will go through us, or they will go around us. That's what's happening. And so the reason Neon is so important, I feel, is one, it gives agents the ability to own their data, to be the connective platform that takes a carrier and a customer and allows all the decisions they've already made to work through an independent agency, and then the ability for us to aggregate all of that information together and scale on data, scale on intelligence. And this is really the big game, guys, because listen, none of us as individuals, Scott, your agency, Bradley, yours or mine, will never be big enough in terms of data to be really good at it. And we'll never have enough money to buy the big machines that help us predict what our clients are gonna do. We're forever gonna be paying other people to do it. And we are going to repeat the same cycle that has happened in the current world, which is we will be paying other people to take our data, do something with it, give it back to us, the scraps, and then sell it off again. This is the moment we are actually in the turn of the screw where you can own it, you can leverage it, and it can be sold, and you can pay for it. And if you can do all, all that, man, now you've really become a meaningful solution, not just for yourself in the future, but for the customer who platformed and for the carrier who has platformed, you've now become the bridge that connects the two sides of the river. I know that there's some John Doe or Jane Doe, small town America agent listening to this saying, I don't want nobody to see my stuff. Talk about your answer to them. I used to get that a lot. I don't get that so much anymore, but I, I suppose John or Jane is in there. Everything is visible to everybody. The question is, can you see? 
your data because everyone else can see your stuff, right? When you go into your Raider, they see it. When you go into your AMS, they can see it. When you go into the carriers, in fact, Jane or John Doe, if you're listening, you're actually the only person who can't see your data. You're the only person who's not using your data to grow your business. And you're the only person who's not getting paid for the data. You're actually being muled, as I call it. You're the one who's actually driving it up the hill and giving it to someone else to go and dollarize. And so um, the reason that's, and it's not about money, the reason that's bad is data is power. So forget the money piece of it, because that's not why I do anything. It's the power to remain a strong connector between the customer and the agent that Jane and John Doe are giving up by not having good data ownership and strategy. Hey, Seth, I want to talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts of Neon. Yeah. Because a lot of agents are interested in this. They've heard, like I said, they've heard about Neon, but it's this thing out there that they just don't really know much about. They've just kind of heard a few sprinklings of it. Talk a little bit about how Neon, in terms of, you know, the platform it's built on, what some of the cool features are going to be relative to some of the things you're going to be able to do as an agency if 12 months from now, 18 months from now, whenever it may be that it goes live and you guys flip the light switch on and say, all right, boys, everybody jump on. Talk a little bit to the agency force out there about what that's going to be like. Okay, yeah, that's a great, um, great place to start. So we built on Salesforce. So you can invent all this stuff if you had all the money in the world. And then you got to hope that carriers will adopt it and that customers can connect. Very long road to hoe for people who try to invent CRM technology and that connective technology. Um, So we just decided to say, hey, carriers will adopt Salesforce and customers are already adopting Salesforce. So why not just use the platform that already is accepted from a security and regulatory standpoint that customers and carriers actually prefer? You're going to see lots of people that come in the marketplace that invent the new Salesforce. And it's a very hard road for adoption to hoe because of the lack of familiarity on that. But when you do that, you're you're using Salesforce and all the scale and all the security that comes into it. We then took every part of an operation that an insurance agency does and we customized it so that you could run. So prospecting, you can no longer operate on 99 no's to get a yes, right? You've got to be able to prospect the right customers that you want to write. So we figured out how to digitally prospect. Marketing, now create a specific marketing message to those people and drive them to a salesperson in a funnel. So Salesforce technology drawing to there. And then once sold, turn it over to your customer experience people so that they can operate policies, customer actions, and then move all of that into your business operation, your reporting, your financials, and the data associated with running that business. So what we've done is taken a product that was never built for insurance and we've customized it end to end so that you can now run all of that. And the phones integrate, the emails integrate, the raters integrate, all of that stuff works within one system and any key that you punch anywhere, all gets collected, aggregated, put together so that you can see it and that you can use it. But that's not really the secret sauce because lots of people will do that in the future. What we did is figured out how to take agent status, mine, Bradley's and your Scott, move it all together in, a, in, in one spot and use it to create scale on insight. So now, Scott, you can put your data behind the scenes, I can put mine at Zinc behind the scenes, and Portal can put theirs. We can mix it up in one spot, and we can put motors and insights that allow us to understand the business very specifically. So we could say to you, Scott, hey, agents like you are actually doing this, and they're making 20% more revenue. If you just change these three things, your revenue would jump by 20%. Bradley, 
you're actually spending too much time and 15% of your margin is leaking out the door because when we look at agencies like you in Saraland, Alabama, they're doing this very specific thing and it's making them more money so we can get your margins max. When we do all of that now, we're learning together. We, we donate our data and we aggregate it and we learn together. What's really cool then is we allow carriers to come and they can pay to access that data set and now they can actually see what's happening with our customers. They can actually see what's happening within our agencies and they can build products, services, and solutions to help us and our customer. Now, when they spend to access that money, you get your share of it too. And we just turned your behaviors into revenue. So it would make sense to me and Seth, I'm not very smart, but help me out here. The more agencies that sign on with Neon, the bigger the data set's going to be and the more, I don't want to say accurate, but maybe accurate's the right word, the more information that you're going to be able to, the agencies are going to be able to pull from, correct? Yeah, it's, there's two parts of that. That's halfway across the river, but that you'll drown if that's the only thing you go. To get to the other half of the river, it's got to be structured the right way. Right. So yes, you do need volume, but volume of crap is still crap. Right. So most of the systems that people aren't using or that are very affordable aren't also designed to make high quality data that the carrier would actually want to use or could use. And so there are two things that Neon is solving for agents. One, we're, we're giving you volume where you could not otherwise get it. I can't get it. You can't get it. And Bradley can't. And then we're putting you in a system where whenever you touch anything, it's being structured in a way that the carriers actually can consume it. And believe you me, I, we, we're talking to carriers, they want it because they're spending millions of dollars for what they would rate as poor or low quality data bought by third party providers who don't even understand what we're doing. Do me a big favor, put all these agents' minds at ease. I'm at a little bit of an advantage because I sat in on a pretty in-depth conference call three weeks ago with you. Yep. Put these agents' minds at ease so, so they're hearing that other agencies are gonna have access to their data put their mind at ease about what is going to be transferred to that back end, what will be seen, what won't be seen. I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And thanks for calling that out. Sometimes I get so wrapped up in the big picture that I forget that people could be worried about that. So just like you operate right now, like if you're unapplied right now and I'm unapplied, right. you're in the same system, but can I see your system? No. Can you see mine? No. So here's the thing within Neon, I can't see yours and you can't see mine, right? But together we can anonymize our information and aggregate it in a central location and then scale on that. Right. So when, when I talk about sharing data, it is not visibility into Scott's agency or visibility into Zinc. It's about us using common systems, workflows and structures. When we do, it makes data, that data gets anonymized, so all the PII gets pulled out of it, social securities, dates of birth, all of that stuff. It gets converted into usable, safe data, and it gets put together in a central pot where we now can, can really do some magic with it that we will never be able to do on our own. So yes, very safe, very secure, and, and complete privacy and protection, but together, I'm scaled. So if I had the neon system and I want to, I don't know that I completely understand this. Yeah. Will, will the neon system eventually do away with the need for a Raider? Because as you get companies to open up their APIs, will it eventually do away with the need for even a Raider to, 
quote insurance through if you want to quote through multiple carriers? Increasingly, our goal at Neon is to have nothing between agents and carriers. Okay. So think about it. Carriers have these platforms with plugs, but they have nothing to plug into. Right. So what they do is the vendor comes in and says, well, you can plug into us and then we'll get agents to plug into us and then we'll be the connector. Right. What we're doing is saying, hey, carriers, you can connect right into the agent. So right now in our pilot projects, we have carriers that are going to put billing right inside of a phone call. When a customer calls about billing, now the screen pops and it shows the billing on the website mm -hmm. and a pay button right there inside the phone call. Right. When a customer calls about claims, you shouldn't have to hang up the phone, call the adjuster and get that. You can now just hit the claims button and you can see the adjuster's notes in there. Right. So what's going to happen and the carriers need and want this to happen too, is you're going to see their connections go instead of going to vendors they're going to go right to care, right to agents. And so Neon allows carriers to plug in convenience APIs, billing APIs, policy APIs. So imagine the day when there's no download, when you just say, hey, there's a policy out there. And whenever somebody wants to see it, they just hit the policy button and now they can see it. Right. So all of those things are happening. And what we're building is the system that allows carriers to plug right into agencies. And then we get the heck out of the way. Right. Don't be, nothing should be between an agent and a carrier. Now, there will still be, um, in the next 10 or 15 years, we are still going to need raiders. We're still going to need some of these things. But the ones we're using are saying, hey, agents own the data, not the, the rating person. And when we sell it, we will sell it through Neon so that agents get paid on it. Tarmica is a great example. Tarmica says, hey, listen, when an agent uses Tarmica, they own the data. Mm -hmm. They can aggregate the data together. And if somebody wants to buy rating data, they can buy it through the Neon grocery store. And then agents will get paid. So, and for those of you agents listening to this that are independent agents and you're still questioning this, let me tell you something coming from the outside in. It is ridiculous that when we write a policy that the absolute soonest it shows up in our management system is 12 hours later. When you write a policy, it should be in your system immediately and it should not have to be manually entered. Just that alone is to me, having that ability will completely change the game. Well, think about this. When you change somebody's phone number or email inside your system, does it change at the carrier side? Absolutely not. No. So one of the things we're asking is just like, hey, when we change a phone number here, can we just have it change inside the carrier? That way they actually get the right phone number or it, when they upgrade an email. Yes. It makes, it makes no sense that they don't allow that to happen because that benefits the, almost benefits the carrier more than it benefits us. Think about the legacy system. It's still set on the postal system. So it still says, hey, something happened on my side, create a letter, send it through download to the care, open it up and then send it back. It can't happen with the legacy technology. But when the carrier's platform, they opened up the potential to make all these instantaneous connections. We're just giving them the system to do it. So it's funny. I was joking around with Hanley a couple of months ago about he and I are, are I'm, a, I'm a year ahead of him, but we're somewhat going through the same process now trying to get carrier contracts and such. And we were laughing about we can almost tell you how good a carrier's tech is based on what platform they use to do a video meeting on the front end. And, you know, you've got Zoom, you've got Skype. And then Hanley's like, man, I've got some that are that are wanting to meet with me on WebEx. So the other day I was, I'd reached out and I was like, Hey, what do you think about all these carriers sending their employees home trying to work on WebEx? It's crazy. Hey Seth, I, I got another question for you. As you've been going through this process now for two years, I know when you started, it was like trying to climb Mount Everest relative to talking to carriers and things. And 
what has changed since you started this process? You know, we, we came on a podcast about a year and a half ago with you and Jeff Roy, and y'all were kind of tag teaming this some and going out to carriers and talking to carriers, and I know you do a lot of that. But have you seen a change in mindset from them where they get it now, where they maybe didn't get it a couple of years ago? Yeah, and a lot of that was on me. I had to learn a lot about the real concerns of carriers. And you're going to see a lot of people come in this space with the same bravado I did, thinking you can fix things. Right. Carriers have very real concerns about regulatory issues, security issues, privacy issues. And I had, to, I, had to get, I had to come up to speed on that, too. And then they also have to vet the quality of the people. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing now is I think with, with, with carriers, they trust what we're doing. They trust the mechanisms. They understand that we understand their very real concerns. And we have built in a way that honors that. And what I can tell you now, Scott, and you've been on some of these calls, man, I, I don't have to sell no more. I don't have to sell no more because we cut carriers operating expense. We improve the customer experience. The margin gain is within the agency. And oh, by the way, we are utilizing current investments, giving them a much better ROI on their internal data and structure strategy. So that sale has been made. Now it's about just changing the habit of doing things the old way. And that train is starting to move. And I'm going to tell you this, it ain't out of the station yet. You give me another year, man, and if you ain't on that platform right now, you're not going to catch that train because carriers are jumping on. They get it now. They see it. I love it. So where are we today? Because this, this is the million-dollar question. A lot of agents are listening to this, and they're like, hell, when can I jump on that train? Talk to them a little bit about where you are with your, your yep. initial seed agencies, and I know you guys are working all the kinks out now, but from a time frame perspective, when agencies can – jump on board with Neon if they if they so choose to do so, kind of just where you guys are at right now. Yeah, so we, we've been going through this pilot phase, we call it, of turning on the first agencies. And we really just don't want to electrocute the general public. That's why. So we've said, hey, listen, um, this is new technology. It's completely untested and unsafe outside of zinc. So before we just turn it loose on everybody, let's just make sure it works. We're in that process right now. Those conversions are happening. And our first customers can start their data conversions in Q3 and Q4 this year. And so maybe even some people I know uh, might be interested in that. So we will start lining up. We, I think we, and we'll have to talk to Sid Rowe, but I think we got 25 to 30 conversion slots in Q3 and Q4 this year, which means our first customers can be coming on in Q4 or 1-1 of, of 2021. So we're right there now. We have also got the carriers that are our first five or six carriers are starting to build their API connections into us. So we've got that going and that's going to take agents to go out to their carriers and say, Hey man, I got neon. I'm one of your best agents, make these connections and we'll spend the rest of our life getting carriers to make those connections as they want to and as they can. So um, we're, we're up and humping. And then I think the next big, big thing for us is scaling and growing. So we can't just be a three to five person organization. We've really got to scale up on onboarding on sales and data science, data architects. And so we've got just going to go out here in June, July, and we're going to raise the money with agents and carriers to, to keep this thing going. We will not take money from people not invested in this channel. We ain't going to do it. I've turned down four or five VCs and a bunch of private equity offers. And it's just, I ain't going to take money that's coming from the wrong people because those people want their money out too fast. Seth, can you talk about a few of the carriers you guys have? On podcast three, I can. I'm under NDA now, but okay. we've got we've got real good name brands, and even your buddy Scott 
and his friends have put us in touch with some people too. And so we've got a lot of momentum with the real name brand carriers on that. So, um, but but right now they just want to stay under the radar in case something doesn't work. They don't want to be embarrassed by my sham mockery. So they just want to stay under the radar a little bit. Hey, Seth, I got one last question for you and then we're going to let you go. For the agents listening to this right now, they're hearing this and they're like, man, I want to get, I want to get on board with that. How do they get in touch with somebody to get put on a newsletter or, a, you know, something to kind of keep in touch with Neon or get in touch with somebody that can kind of keep them in the loop on what's going on with Neon and when they can be a part of it? I'm going to give them a warning first. I'm going to warn every agent out there and mark this day, people are coming for your data. And when every contract you sign right now, you should read to see if you own that stuff. And what you're going to see, guys, is people, you're going to have to pay people to take your data. So be cautious of any contract that says you're giving up rights, usage, or control of your data and your process. Mm -hmm. Number two, be very leery of people saying, hey, give me 1% or 2% of your commissions or give me 1% or 2% of the premium. You should not pay to have your data manipulated and used and put to good use in in the channel. You should be paid for it. And that's what I firmly believe. So just as as this economy is being built, be very leery of someone saying, hey, sign away your rights or give us some of your money and we'll do it for you. And also be leery of anybody coming in this space who's a carpetbagger, who just, who they sell companies, they come in, they get you to sign contracts and then they're gonna sell it again. We've seen that movie, don't do it to yourself. If you want to know more about us, we've got Sid Rowe, the best insurance marketer in the, the gosh darn land. Um, we've got a new website launching in April, um, the middle of April, beatomic.com. But even in our kind of stand-up website we have right now, which nobody likes, um, there's a form filler where you can put your information on that. Beatomic30 on all the socials, um, at Seth Saremba on Twitter every flipping day. Every day you'll see Twitter at Seth Saremba and at the Atomic 30 and at Sid Rowe. And we're up to have that game. We're filling the pipeline of agents that want to start this data revolution with us right now. And um, it's, we're, we're open for business. I have three things. Uh, one, the first part you mentioned about the contract, what should, you know, a lot of us are, you know, especially some of us newer guys, we're begging to get contracts to some of these carriers. Like how should we handle that? If we see that language on there, should we, try to have a discussion knowing that they're probably not going to alter their contract for it for a a little guy like us, or should we straight up decline the contract? How would you recommend handling that? And I know that's a easier question asked than answered. Well, actually it's not the carriers. The carriers are not coming for your data. They would be just as happy to work with neon and access it because they really want it contextualized. So it's not your carriers. It's really your vendors, Bradley make your vendor choices carefully. And and what I would say is if you have to do anything in this space right now, make it short term. If you're signing a three-year contract in technology right now, dang, you could be spending 24 months in prison. So just, I would say with your vendor contracts, make sure you own your process, you own the improvement and you own that data. And you'll find most cases, the contracts say you don't. Second thing, I was just going to tell you this because I thought it was funny. I had somebody call me yesterday, an agent, and he said, hey man, uh, when's the next time you guys are interviewing that Seth Zimbabwe guy? Shut up, really? Yeah. <laughs> Number one question is what part of Africa is Zaremba before from? <laughs> and from Poland. So, <laughs> so. so the third thing is everybody, Scott's going to hate that I'm doing this, and everybody that's listening on the podcast is not going to be able to see this, but it'll be on my social by the time this, this is aired. 
one of the benefits of having a marketing team in my agency is I can do quick stuff like this right here. So oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for those of you who can't see it, it's the movie poster from over the top that was referenced at the beginning of the episode with Seth's face on it. So Seth's going to take the insurance industry over the top. So no, we are, we are going to take it over the top. It's time for us to own our future and carriers and agents working together can do this for ourselves. There should be nothing between us. And that's my mission between now and the end of my time. I'll tag you in that. Thank you. Seth, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show today. Guys, just, just for your knowledge, in case anybody thinks Bradley and I are getting paid for this, we are not getting paid a dime to have him on this episode. What we are, what we are getting to do is we're getting to share with all of you what the latest and greatest technology is that's coming down the pike. And we are not doing our job if we don't share that with you. And so we wanted to make sure we have him on here and we're going to have him on here again. Uh, he, he mentioned third, you know, third episode. Well, that's going to happen. And uh, hopefully we'll get some more information at that time. But Seth, I want to tell you how much I love you and how much I appreciate you being on the show today. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Um, keep it up. I follow. Well, guys, I'm going to go ahead and, and shut this thing down. I want to uh, tell you one thing, and I say it at every end of every episode, or at least I try to. Rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today and go out into the big bad world and build relationships you know, make money for your wife, for your kids, for your parents that are struggling out there today. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you too, brother. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Seth. Guys, thank you for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. It means a lot to me and it means a lot to Bradley. We love all of you. We hope you got something out of this today and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.